0: Welcome to episode 166 of Respawn Aim Fire, the Kickass Urban Gaming Podcast from Affable Idiots. I am Holden Christopher Adams Depardo, and I am here with Chad Michael Innes. Ooh, yeah! And we've got the dreamiest fan base of all time joining us from all over the world right now. Like Kenya, every Tuesday. Like Kenya. We have a lot of listeners in Kenya. Every yeah. Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, put us in your eyes with your favorite podcast service or put us in your eyes by searching for <laughs> Responding Fire. Did I say eyes twice? You put did. us in your ears. <laughs> put us in your ears with your favorite podcast service or put us in your eyes by searching for respawning Fire on YouTube. That's right. We've gotten to third dimension with 2D video. And if you want to add the fourth dimension of time, you can do that by watching us record it live at twitch.tv slash Idiots. Eyes, 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 eyes. <laughs> Every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern like we're doing right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Affable Idiots, which we'll tell you about later in the episode. But that's it for the housekeeping. We've got an super exciting, maybe the biggest episode we've ever done. It's going to be very big. Big. It's a very big. big, big
1: episode. Big things this is is coming. biggest episode. I'm gonna love big it. I'm going to love it. You're going to love it. It's perfect.
0: We got the Pokemon Cafe. We're going to talk all about Pokemon Cafe. Pokemon Cafe mix, baby. Free to start. Hell yes. (laughs) Why talk about anything else, such as the smart delivery update or hardware update on the PS5? (gasps) It's a new info on the PS5 games we'll be playing, some of which in 2021, as we will discuss later on. But until then, a big PS5, PS4 game came out this week. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and we did. can talk about that. But there was a bigger game that came out as well this week, and it's mm-hmm. undeniable that yeah. the Pokemon Shield expansion was yes, a massive did. release. I actually I started that playing came out. it. Yeah, I, I even started playing asked it. you
1: if you played it, and you said I played a little bit, and that still didn't register in my mind that it came out. Obviously, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I have. Um, Not a lot of great things to say so far. So why don't we talk about (laughs) The Last of Us Part 2 and really just not talk about the expansion pass until I'm done playing it and experienced its boringness in its entirety. Chad, how was The Last of Us Part 2? Perfect. So
1: yes, I have played and beat The Last of Us Part 2. Everyone feel free to touch me. It'll be $7 (laughs) per touch. You can touch wherever you like, though. Uh, I played it. I beat it in two days. I'm exhausted. I am emotionally depleted. Uh, it is a masterpiece work of art that I think everyone who is has any interest in video games should play, and that is all I'm going to say about the game. I will not say anything else, because that entire game is one giant spoiler. Like, everything about that game is a spoiler, and I'm so happy I went in completely blind, because I was taken aback. So, that's it. I'm not telling you anything about The Last of Us Part Two, but if you're interested in my thoughts on it, later this week we will be having a spoiler chat on... It's looking like Friday. We're going to have many, many guests from around the world that you all have seen and loved before. Uh, check that out on Friday, probably. If not, we'll have more communication on Twitch. I mean, sorry, on Twitter about when it's happening. But that's it. That's all you're getting from me on Last of Us Part 2 that does not include spoilers.
0: What about No Man's Sky, Chad? You got to play No Man's Sky oh, this week. Oh, fuck Tell that us about game that masterpiece. straight up its hole.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, we played, we played I mean, uh, No Man's Sky for game night last week and i i like i tried to be a good sport about it i try to to branch out and do
0: things that other people want to play um I, I would encounter that for a second you literally at a certain point will play it said i'm just gonna watch a tv show and just put my controller <laughs> <laughs> i was not a good sport while playing it but i was a good
1: sport about making it a game night game because i you wanted you all good. to be I happy have to. um turns out the game sucks (laughs) and no one was happy playing it anyway (laughs) except for you and a little bit of dallas and i felt like the whole time it was just it was you and dallas apologizing for what we were experiencing then and (laughs) promising us that something good eventually comes of that game um (laughs) <laughs> yeah i played it and i hated it and i knew going in i wasn't gonna like it and i walked in with that attitude which was probably a mistake except that i played two hours of it before we actually played it for game night and i realized i didn't like it then because there's no point to anything you're doing and it's all literally just shooting a beam at different parts on a planet and getting materials so that you can build something that needs more materials and then it's like cool now that you have built this thing build another thing oh by the way you need more materials Oh, you need to go to another planet? You need materials for fuel. You, know, you, you want to brush your teeth? You need materials for toothpaste. And it's all just you destroying rocks. And that game is fucking boring. And I, after I stopped, I so I stopped playing during game night eventually I was just like I was getting so frustrated you were obviously frustrated with me I was frustrated with you No, I wasn't frustrated I just thought it was really funny because I totally wasn't surprised that you hated it (laughs) (laughs) it was making for a less stellar experience so I eventually I just like I remained on the discord chat and I was like I'm gonna go edit our website I'm gonna work on that while you guys play this game (laughs) Brent was finally speaking my (laughs) language he's like y'all I don't think I like this game at all I was like thank you please (laughs) dear god other people speak the truth Uh, Yeah, did not enjoy. Will not play again. I deleted it while we were playing it. That's my experience with No Man's Sky.
0: I had the exact opposite reaction. I'm thinking, like, (laughs) shit, I want to keep playing more of this game. Because I hadn't really gotten into the story aspects to it yet. And it's not this, like, super, super in-depth story. But it does add for me context to it to make it fun to kind of explore the universe while I have kind of my own goals. I'm trying to find someone named Artemis right now so I'm kind of scouring the universe looking for him by going to different solar systems and putting down like tracking locations and beams and stuff like that and I've, I've enjoyed that. I thought that's been that's been really cool. Um, but yeah, it's very much like it, it is very much a survival game where it's about getting the resources you need so you can manage your inventory and, and kind of keep going and the thrill of it is in the long term I'd say and the like, you know, the, the really cool planets that you will come across as you get better equipment to go to more exotic solar systems. But they definitely push that stuff way back until you are invested in it. And I think that's a mistake because some of the later planets I've seen are are incredibly beautiful, actually, and aren't just rocky landscapes like they're lush forests. And I'm like, where was this like at the beginning? You realize you turn so many people off. By just having rocks everywhere and like trees kind of sparsely all over the place, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good game. But it's like to your point, like everything you said, I don't disagree with it. It's just it's a it is a forest specific audience. All that aside, though, it still really impresses me that a handful of people made that game. Yeah, and that it's, it's all it's my handful
1: of people made it. It's all procedurally generated. Like they didn't say, "I would think it'd yeah. be really cool." if This planet had warthog face. Plants and this one had yeah. like it's it's all just made up. Yeah. That was cool.
0: We got to be fair though. The multiplayer is a, is a mess. Oh it's my awful. god! Yeah, a disaster. Like there and it was it was all was a, a lie. <laughs> 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 no, it was so like there were points. Where, yeah, okay. It was a lie in the sense that I would look see a uh, a marker for Matt and I'd be like, oh, he's Matt just mentioned he was in trouble. Let me go over and see him and then he wasn't there but his marker was showing that he was right there and then i turned around and there was a second marker for matt and that was the real matt so there was like two markers for people sometimes it was just it was a mess yeah it and then i told good. you guys halfway through our thing that i left your game and it was like <laughs> 20 minutes
1: later i finally got off the planet and i was zooming towards you. Was like you guys we're still in the same game you guys just left the planet and i can see your names and then you're like <laughs> you need to go to a space station i was like i think i'm at the space station was like no you're not i'm at it it's like me too and you're like I'm right on the other side of it. And I flew completely 360 around. I was like, no, you're not. It tells me you're way the fuck over there. And it was was a big, hot mess. Wow. I do appreciate, though, I I found it adorable, adorable, that there were parts of it that I felt, whether this was your intention or not, there were parts of our playtime together where I felt like you were trying to make it seem really cool. that you were like, Oh my god! I didn't realize there was going to be an epic space battle when I got out here. Oh shit! I'm so scared for my life and like running from these guys. I didn't know if that was genuine or whether
0: you were like hyping it up a little bit to make it seem cooler no. than it was. <laughs> no, it's exciting because you get like a like a notification that's like hostile subs, uh, it's like sub um, hostile subspace scan, like incoming or something like that. And they'll scan your inventory and you're like, shit! I have these warp drives and those are really valuable. And if they kill me, then I lose those warp drives and I have to scavenge the resources to ah. to get it back so like i know what the stake is because they kind of say hey this is what they're into so it's either like i can r- try to run away from them through the asteroid field or i can fight them head on and yeah it is exciting i fun. never had anything valuable enough
1: for other people to want to take it so i guess that's yeah, something that's, that's, i will never that's it that's all i want to ever
0: talk about no man's Sky about ever again ever well, then we will move on. Speaking of The Last of Us Part 2, let's go to the fetch quests. Ooh! The Last of Us Part 2 smashes sales records. This is from Christopher Dring at gameindustry.biz. 76% more sales at launch than The Last of Us, the first one. So that's obviously a huge improvement for the franchise. Um, Compared to Naughty Dog's last game, Uncharted 4, oh, they had a 1% increase, but it's notable that, that was only digital sales. And considering the increase in the amount of digital sales that they've been seeing lately, that will yeah. probably be higher than 1%. It's not too been much like higher, I can four imagine. Or five
1: per- per- percent. Four or five years since Uncharted 4 came out.
0: And now yeah. digital
1: is now a much bigger part of Sony's business than it was back then.
0: It's a bigger part of Sony's business, and I think people, and I just want right now, people aren't going to be willing to go to a store, or as willing to go to a store to buy it, so they'll buy it digitally right. instead. So, the, yeah, that number could get a lot bigger. I'd curious to see how that changed. Um, but in the UK, it topped Animal Crossing New Horizons Woo! by 40%. We did it. Which we was, did it. <laughs> which was previously the biggest launch in the region of the year so far. So, congratulations to Naughty Dog. Sounds the like install base is three times success. as large. So, I mean that kind of
1: that kind of doesn't make it as much of an impressive feat, but it doesn't matter cuz Animal Crossing is fucking dead and gone.
0: And that's what matters.
1: <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> how's your island, island? I haven't
0: heard you talk about Animal Crossing in a long time. I haven't been playing it nearly as much <gasps> lately. I play it like once a week at this point and I like it, but um I need to I want to get more back into it again because that was a poor way of saying that, but I have a a project I'm working on to kind of change the town, but it's such a big project that kind of deters me from like spending the time in the game to do it because I'd rather right now play No Man's Sky or I actually want to play The Last of Us before I play Last of Us Part Two on July 4th. So like, there's things I kind of want to play. Oh, I have to do Alan Wake, so it's like so I want to play The Last play of Animal Us Crossing. all the way through and then play The Last of Us Part Two all the way through in like a two
1: week time span. Yeah, hold on. Please tell me you have a therapist on call.
0: <laughs> that game. Those games. Plural. Oh, I'm not worried. I can handle dark content. Uh, Quantum error release date has been... Or, sorry, could move to 2020. Not will be. It could move to 2021, says developer. Uh, that's a that's that's spoopy Brianna game, Reza, right? But... That
1: kind of reminded me of Fear?
0: Yeah. It's um kind of like a, almost like a Dead Spacious kind of game. Dead but Spacious. It's... Uh, FDA approves game marketed as treatment for ADHD brought to us by brendan sinclair at gamesindustry.biz so this is intended for children between eight and twelve um endeavor rx the company um who makes it they recommend 30 minutes a day five days a week for one month and after that it can be repeated but they suggest a four-week gap between treatments i am curious to see what it is that makes this fda approved
1: yeah i was trying to like look up trailers and things like that all you can really find for this thing is that one screenshot and yeah part of it has to be i'm sure because it's pre- it's prescription only like you can only play this game if yeah. it's prescribed to you by a doctor i don't know what mm-hmm. the delivery method of it is or anything like that but like yeah I'm, I'm wondering from the screenshot it looks like there's definitely a lot going on to distract you there's big purple spiky balls there's a weird square with an eyeball in it off to the side there's lots of colorful mm-hmm. shapes so maybe it's 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 all about trying to hold your attention somehow so i'm curious how it works yeah maybe i should go see a doctor i mean get diagnosed with I adhd which I'm sure is a very real possibility
0: yeah Uh, for most people yes (laughs) I think that it's a cool idea to see games being used for this because I feel like there's an application for games that we haven't opened up yet which is serious like education with it not like those stupid typing games that every kid hates because they're so lame read a rabbit like math blaster yeah hooked on phonics
1: (laughs) hooked on phonics (laughs)
0: Because you could have some really cool games like Ring Fit Adventure, which sold one million units in Japan that does something more than just a game. It's fitness. So and that's quite honestly, good for a Ring Fit Adventure. Sorry. I, I know that was a, a really awesome transition and I'm sorry to fuck it
1: up. But <laughs> I think you're right as far as like actually using them for learning because if I think about a lot of the vocabulary that I have now as an adult, mm-hmm. like I hear words and people are like, what does that word mean? I was like, oh... Uh, Well, it means this. Like, how did you ever hear that word? It's like, I don't know. I saw it in Dragon Quest when I was eight and I learned what it was from there. Like, playing these Mm -hmm. RPGs and Pokemon, like, there's so much reading and so many words that you learn about.
0: You have to comprehend the words to know how to best use the systems to get the most out of the game, as opposed to like Schoolhouse Rock, which is like, here's a song. If you don't know the song, you're fucked. But you will remember what the game teaches you because you have to do well in the game if you enjoy the game. So yeah, I think there's a lot of good applications for it. That and empathy. I think that if you are in the yeah. world and see the consequences of your actions in that world, it's not to spoil too much about Last of Us Part Two, but it sounds like that's kind of something that is mildly touched upon maybe in the game is empathy and the consequences of your actions. So good stuff. Rumor, Resident Evil Village next-gen only due to current-gen limits. This is also from Brianna Reeves at PlayStation Lifestyle. I'm all for that. Yep. And we've gotten a lot of Resident Evil games on next gen. I don't uh, on a current gen. I don't think they need to a cross gen game. I'd rather it be next gen exclusive. Yeah. And then our last. What do you think the limits are? Is that like a weight limit? Um, like that they aren't heavy it, enough. It, it, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. In the article, they said that this is from Aesthetic Gamer, the same guy who's told us everything about um Rez, Resident Evil before. So it much of turned out to
1: be true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I believe him. And he basically said that it's because the game was becoming exploration focused. And they were having issues where they couldn't get the environments to load in the proper way. They needed them to on current gen. So they just are keeping it next-gen exclusive. Yeah. And Resident Evil traditionally has been all about, like, really
1: dense maze-like environments rather than big, expansive ones. So it's, like, something that's not huge Mm -hmm. and so you don't have to load a lot of different types of environments. But it's one environment that they lock off and you have
0: to go back and explore Metroidvania style. Yeah. Cool. Cool. The last of uh, item here on the fetch quest, EA had a dumb event where they showed us Star Wars Squadron and mentioned Skate Four. EA That's play, it.
1: what a big old cock tease! That game or that event sucked.
0: <laughs> it was really so bad,
1: boring. Star Wars Squadrons does not look good to me. It looks like your regular ass space battles, ass space battles um, that you play in Battlefront, which are not fun to me. And then Skate Four, it sounds like to me this is exactly what happened. Uh, my opinion on exactly what happened. Tony Hawk's Pro (laughs) Skater 1 Plus 2 got announced and everyone freaked out. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is amazing. I can't wait. This is going to look so good. And they're putting so much care into this. And then a couple of guys from EA are like, what if we remade Skate? Or what if we made a new Skate game? And one of them said, sure. And that was their announcement. They didn't- 100%. It was even worse than the announcement about Pokemon Sword and Shield at that Nintendo Direct where they announced that the next one was coming. Where they literally mm. didn't have anything about the game, not even a title. They just had a guy sitting there drawing a Pokemon. <laughs> for, in this one, they weren't even drawing a skateboard. They were just like, yeah, we think it'd be cool, so it's coming sometime.
0: Yeah. This, yeah, it, this is going to be a few years away. It's so weird the way they announced it. And it was the closer. It was like the big yeah. grand, <laughs> the closer. It was also one of only two announcements that I thought were of any significance. What was the other like, one? They threw the EA original... Uh well squadron. But that was also announced before the event. Right. That trailer played several days before. Yeah, which is a weird way of handling that. I get that you want to build hype for your event, but if you know you have two big announcements, don't don't show the first big announcement before you get to the event, because it made the entire event even worse than it already was. And the EA's always kind of done that though. You remember when they announced Battlefield
1: was it one or battlefield five? It was one of those, and they, they showed, even at EA Play, at their conference, they showed a very short teaser, like, this is the next Battlefield coming, stay tuned tomorrow to Microsoft's press conference at E3 for more single-player information, and then we get there, and it's literally just like four seconds more of the trailer, the same trailer with like four extra seconds. Oh, yeah, like, that's right. What are you guys doing?
0: What are you it's, doing? It's, it's terrible. It is really bad marketing straight up and then also it doesn't even really look that great i liked the trailer for it like the first one they showed and i liked just the idea but then we're kind of talking about it and i'm like oh it's a 40 dollar game and if ea is doing a 40 dollar game i think you pointed out they really must not have confidence in it oh just doesn't i don't know we'll see how maybe it's great i don't know their contract with star wars is up in like what two years or something like that they have to get it out yeah Yep. Here's my big upset about this is I feel like if they did this, it's because they want to have a separate like space, like serious space battle experience um, from like Battlefront. My favorite Battlefront game was Battlefield Battlefront Elite Squadron on the PSP, where the battle ranged from the ground to space to in a space station. And you I mean there's a loading screen when going between each of those kind of different sections of the map. But you could do it. You could like get in a ship, fly up, a little bit of a loading screen, then you're in space, then you go into the space station, a little bit of a loading screen. But it was it felt really epic, especially because it was on a handheld at the time. Yeah. And I've just kind of figured, like, oh, we're on next gen. The new Battlefront game that they just announced is gonna do that. And then they didn't. And I'm like, oh, Battlefront 2 is coming out. I would be really cool if the big change with this one is that they're gonna do the space battles all as one big battle. That'd be amazing. Cause they've done it before on a handheld, on a play PSP. Like next gen can do it. And then they didn't do it. And then just, I see this, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to give up hope. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's just not going to. They want it to be separate experiences because they can make the moolah and the monies. And sad. It's Shame. sad. Shame. 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 Moving on to the Microsoft Quest log. We've known about smart delivery for several months. A question I had for the program was how consumers would distinguish between Series X and Xbox One games in a retail store or even on online stores. Looks like we've gotten an important part of that answer. So Xbox Series X Smart Delivery gets got this upbeat trailer uh, showcasing crossover titles. That's the headline from Nick Biazzo at Game Ranks. At the end of the video, Microsoft shows a logo and just says, like, kind of keep an eye out for this logo. Yeah. Um, at, at the end of the, the channel. down arrow with a box, and it's a smart delivery. Mm-hmm. What I still don't um, so
1: really understand is: is that logo on an Xbox One box? Is that
0: logo on an exactly. Xbox Series Xbox? Are those two separate boxes? Are you going to go into the retail store and see an Xbox One copy of Halo Infinite next to a Series X copy of the same exact game? But even right. though it doesn't actually matter which disc you pick, it will play the same version of that game like because of how smart delivery works i'm still like confused but this at least like answers a portion of that question for me that when because not all games are going to support this because it's up to the developer like i'm sure there'll be games that don't support this if you go to the online store you'll at least see something that says hey i have an xbox one i know this isn't a stupid investment for me to buy this game right now and i think ultimately the vast majority of games will will have that symbol on it with the exception it's good information of madden
1: nfl 21 <laughs> they've changed their you remember when they announced that like it's part of smart delivery but in order to do that you have to buy the game before december 31st and then you have to redeem it by march something yep. uh, they've actually changed it up now so that you you have to buy the game before madden nfl 22 comes out so you have that entire whole year as part of the smart
0: delivery program what financial difference does that actually make to EA? <laughs> besides doesn't. them being assholes, Siri, I hate to call them assholes, but like it's it's kind of a dick move. Yep, there's no way they're going to make any meaningful amount of profit that they can be proud of their you know stockholders and say, "Look at all this money we made by screwing over employees and being the giant jerk that we've always been in the industry."
1: <laughs> by the way, in the chat, anyway. Dallas says you
0: can actually do ground and space battles in Battlefront Two, I believe, but they're two but separate instances. They're two separate experiences. In the PSP version of the game, it was a continuous experience. You could start on the ground, fly into space, and then go back down in any which way you want to. It was a different. So it was like, all encompassing. You could
1: fly up and start shooting shit in space while I'm still fighting shit on the ground, and then exactly. you can come back down. Maybe I take your ship and fly back up, to like, I think that's what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, Whereas right now, Dallas, it. it's a 17-hour multiplayer match Where you fight on the ground for (laughs) thirty minutes, and then you get in a a ship for thirty minutes, and then you come back to the ground for some reason, regardless of who wins, and you fight again for thirty minutes, and you get back in the ship, even though everybody lost. I don't understand.
0: Wait, Dell saying yes, you can do that too. Are you saying there is a mode in Battlefront Two where you can start on the ground, in the same match, fly up into space, go into a space battle?
1: Oh, okay, all right, right, yeah. It's a little different. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought.
0: That's what I thought. Get your facts straight, Mister Smith. (laughs) <laughs> microsoft has also detailed three different scenarios on how smart delivery will be implemented um this is really regurgitating a lot of the same information but there's a specific That's reason irritating. that i want to bring this back up again okay um game pass if a game so there's three ways in which basically game um smart delivery operates game pass if a game on game pass or a game you own has a series x enhancements that's the version you're going to get on Series X. So if you have a Series X, you get those enhancements, whether it's a Game Pass game or you own that game. For upcoming cross-gen games, if a game comes out and has an Xbox One and Series X version, you'll get the version uh, for your uh, Xbox model. Then the Series X updates post-release. So in the case like Cyberpunk 2077, this applies. If an Xbox One game releases without Series X enhancements, it will still work on the Series X in like a backwards compatibility mode, just like 360 games do right now. If the game gets updated later, then the game will update with improvements, and that'll happen automatically.
1: I think so. You basically, what we out a, a long time ago when they announced Smart Delivery, and all of these things already happen. Like yeah. if 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 something becomes enhanced for Xbox One X. Like, this same thing happens with 1X, but now they're just replacing the 1 with series.
0: So, like, mm -hmm. cool, I guess. It's all the same stuff. One thing I've noticed, though, that's a little different is before they didn't necessarily say it was going to be for every single game. but They just kind of said this is their philosophy going into the next generation. And there wasn't really a discussion on what the limits of that were. And then this time, they're much more explicit with their language, and they say basically that it it's up to the developers they don't have to do this if they don't want to and ea of course is like messing with the rules and doing it in their own way i should not say messing with the rules they're using the rules to how they want to use them um so i i think this is this is and i wonder this is why sony hasn't been talking about this as openly is that they don't want to make this promise or lead people to believe that this is going to work for everything
1: Interesting. Interesting thought.
0: More thoughts thoughts on
1: Sony and their parts coming up later in our main quest. Let's do that.
0: We can go there right now. Do you have anything else to say about smart delivery? No. All right. So, Sony Quest Log. Last week, we had an image comparing the PS5 size towards other consoles, which revealed it to be extremely large in comparison. A new image has leaked, also demonstrating its size, as well as a new angle in the box. So this is a report uh, from PlayStation Lifestyle right here, Chandler Wood, an image of the PS5 on uh, factory production line, large size of console. Let's see if I can just drop this in our stream right now so people can see it. I can! Yeah. There we go. Cool. The image comes from reset era, so an, an analysis of the photo and reverse image searches point to it being legitimate and not being doctored or like here's just another photo that uh, of a production line where they're holding up like the new Mac or something like that and they photoshopped a PS five and they're like that it seems to be <laughs> a a legit image. Um, the size of the console to some might be a downside, but there might be a reason for it. So this also comes from Dan Patrick at GameRanks here. The PlayStation 5 Heat required a larger console size. So Matt McLaren, uh, who's the VP of EX Design at PlayStation, he said the the size of the box just helps the the device cool down because the internal components are really powerful. So it's just intended for for Heat, which makes sense that they've been talking about how important that's been for them for a while now. So all that makes sense. Thank the Lord
1: because two things: one, uh, playing just booting up the load screen of The Last of Us Part Two, my PlayStation got louder than it's ever been in its life. So loud that I even took a video of it and sent it to uh, Dallas and Matt. And I was like, Jesus Christ, it's it's so it was in, insanely loud. It wasn't actually that way for most of the other days playing it. But um, two, what do you think? the size of it does. Do you think it's just like an advanced cooling system or do you think making it bigger like that allows them to uh, maybe separate out components so they're not all like clustered together and just heating each other up and maybe they just have some room to breathe while they're in there? What do you think the bigger space is actually used for?
0: I think that's a great point because if you look at it's actually kind of funny that xbox one and ps4 it's the opposite this time around when we saw the xbox one and the ps4 it was the xbox was this giant honking device that has a giant fan and lots of space for components inside of it and the ps4 was a a sleeker smaller device um that was more powerful as well and in this case we have a bigger console that's kind of honking and huge But the smaller, kind of more compact one is actually the more powerful one. Um, But in terms of it being for heat, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think also it's harder. It's more uh, cost effective. It's more expensive to miniaturize components and get them to fit into a smaller box. It's just more expensive. Um, And I think that considering how price has clearly been a concern for them, especially since they keep talking about value, value, value... um, Yeah, I I think that might be a factor as well. Uh, Dallas sent me an article here. I just kind of touched on it briefly, saying that there's a new mode. So the headline here is Star Wars Battlefront uh, 2's new mode starts on ground and ends in space. It's the largest mode in the game. This is for March 22nd, 2019. I think we played this. Yep. Didn't we play this? But it it started started on the the ground.
1: Yeah. It was like a half hour on the ground, and then it went to space, and we were in space, and then it was on the ground.
0: But it wasn't... Actually,
1: no. That was still like you're in... You're inside of a ship just still running around shooting things. There is like an actual space battle mode where you're like piloting in an X-Wing. But I remember we played it yeah. when we experimented with it a long time ago, and it was boring as hell.
0: But it still was not this- like you were describing. Yeah, no, what I am describing is more seamless. It's not, a, it's not, there's no fragmentation. It's really you fly up to space, you're in space. So there's a little bit of a loading screen, but it's meant to feel like a seamless world that you're battling in as opposed to splitting it up. Uh, Also, (laughs) Brent says I look like a human today. What does that mean? (laughs) I mean, would you rather he say you look like a dog or something like that? No, but it's like saying, like, man, you look really thin right now. Like, did I look really fat before? Did I not look like a human before? (laughs) (laughs) Don't think too much about it. Just take No, I'm not offended. I'm, like, literally going, like, what does that mean? Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we have a subscriber interrogative about the PS5 console. Going back to that, this comes from the Space Ghost himself, at R.I. He asks, "It's clear the PS5 might be one of the biggest consoles ever made. Does console size matter to you?" Ooh, it's the it's the motion of the ocean,
1: and you can see from that yep. it's got waves. It's got waves. It's got good motion in that PS5. <laughs> um, no, size of the console does not matter to me at all. It's something that inevitably this might be a different generation for me because these things are designed to be it they're so obviously designed as if standing upright is their default you can lay them on their side mm-hmm. but they they want you to stand it up but normally it doesn't matter because they just go into an entertainment center and i almost never see them anyway but i mean we've talked about this a little bit like we're going to have to we're going to have to get a new entertainment center <clears throat> or build something new like for these new consoles because they're not going to fit I'm, there's no way I'm going to lay that PS5 down because when the PS5 is horizontal, it looks like a stupid duckbill eating a, a book, and I don't want that. <laughs> you got to stand it upright because then it looks like a freaking Tower of Sauron. Um, so I want that for sure. So I mean, it does. Again, it doesn't matter if it's just going to be standing up next to my giant TV as long as it doesn't make my t- my TV look small. That's important to me. I need my TV to look enormous. So like this is like a little hands make. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you say. It's not about the it's not about the size. It's about the motion of the ocean. And fuck, the ocean looked really good in Horizon Zero Dawn, and that's oh, because yeah, the size of that console. Oh. So I'm all for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for me, my PS4 it's at it's already. There's a little bit of extra room, but not enough to put that PS5 down horizontally. If I could only put it down horizontally, I think I'd be a little bit more bothered by it. But upright, I think opens up a lot of opportunities of where you you could put it. Like a lot of entertainment centers have like an outline outside the TV to fit for more than one TV size. You could put it like next to your TV in there, upright. Like there are options for you, but it is huge. It's absolutely huge. Matt also asks, do you think the PS5 will have one stock trim level when it comes to SSD size or could the disk system have the bigger drive or vice versa?
1: I'm going to say two things. One, I want to happen. One, I think will happen. One, I, I want the digital only version to have a bigger hard drive. I'd love for them to cost the same and just have that, that extra cost go towards putting more storage in the, the digital only version. Uh, obviously because digital only means you're going to need more hard drive space, although not really because you still have to install the disc anyway, but here's what I think is actually going to happen. They made in that, that, um, game, the GDC conference, the the road to PS5 event that they showed off, they made such a big deal about the specific number, 825 gigabytes and how that was the optimal size of a hard drive they found to work with their architecture and things like that. That leads me to believe that like that might be the only SKU we see for a long time. Like no matter what PS5 you get, you get that one because it works so well with the new architecture and the uh the CPU and the GPU. So I think that digital only will just maybe be like fifty bucks cheaper and they're gonna have the same SSD size.
0: I have absolutely no idea. I, I was really thinking about this and trying to like Every different angle I could think of, I'm like, that's legitimate could happen, too. That's legitimate it could happen, too. And it really just kind of comes down to whatever they decide to do in, in- <laughs> Sony Corporate. So, like, I think something to consider is how m- putting the digital version as the more affordable, cheaper option is a massive deal in the industry. We have the Xbox sad, but that wasn't the start of a new generation. Right. This is the start of a new generation where if it's the cheaper option, that's the standard option is without the disk drive. How is that gonna impact the businesses of Best Buy and GameStop, which Sony has an interest in in maintaining because they sell a lot of games and they sell a lot of consoles through those outlets. Like for I think for most people, if you're gonna buy a console at launch, like well I should say for most people, for me, when I buy a console at launch, I actually want to go to a store to get it. Because I don't want to deal with Amazon had crazy, you know, amounts of PS5s to ship, so they couldn't get to me that day and now a recording on Sunday and I can't even talk about it because I don't have it. Like, if I go to a store and I pre-ordered it, I know I'm getting it because that's how those work. They send the amounts to the store they need to. It would hurt the business to, I think, if they had the digital version as the standard. But at the same time, it would be cheaper for Sony to make. So it makes complete sense for them to make that the the more affordable like version. And then I think to your point, the SSD and like the, the different storage sizes, I think especially with the expandability of, of it being able to Depending on what they mean, either add an additional hard drive or take the hard drive out and put in another one. I'm not sure which they actually meant, but we'll find out, I'm sure, pretty soon. Um, Why would they put the money in to making additional SKUs that might not be as interesting to people when you can expand that drive later on? Yeah. So I I don't know if we're gonna see a different SKU for that reason, but I have no idea because it's it's this is kind of unprecedented space to have a digital version of a console available at launch. If anything, I thought Microsoft would have done something like this, not Sony. So I'm even more perplexed and surprised. I don't know. I I have no answer for you, Matt. I have no answers. <laughs> Other than that's a good question. It's a good question, yeah. So, beyond hardware updates, we also got new information on Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Horizon Forbidden West, and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Woo! Let's start off with Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, which, by the way, have you seen some of the other potential titles that fans have kind of created? No. I love them so much more, because Ratchet & Clank titles have Usually a, they're punny, right? They're punny, they have something kind of uh, like humorous quest about for them. Booty. Exactly. Size Matters is the PSP version. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Do you find stuff like that. Rift you a new one. That's great. I kind of like that. Like, rip you a new one? Like, rift you a new I like that. Should have gone with that. Ripped a uh, rift apart. See, it's not see, bad, but. Size Matters and
1: Quest for Booty, they are still sentences whose words make sense together, like literally mm-hmm. together. Whereas, rift you a new one, like, I guess it could make sense it, in the context rift is like of the a game. tear. I guess like tear you in. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's definitely it more definitely fun. is
0: not. It's not as uh, as clean as size matters and quest for booty. What I agree if with that for sure?
1: What if though? Yeah. It it won't be like potty toilet humor. But what if rift apart? Like the reason there's a lady Lombax in this is because. You get ripped into two. There's a boy and a
0: girl version. You're ripped oh. apart. Rift apart. Huh? Uh- here's, here's my theory on this. Ratchet and Clank get separated. They're a rift apart from each other. So you play as Ratchet without Clank. So you don't get the abilities that Clank gives you. But then you have this female Lombax that shows up. And that's in the rift. That's in, uh, in Clank's dimension. And they work together. And it's kind of about bridging that, that gap. and we it together. I'll take it one further. Again clank gets
1: separated into a different one where in that one he is a lombax and that's why the lady lombax boom. is gray
0: boom boom because she's actually a <laughs> robot <laughs> <laughs> so the female lombax doesn't have a name at all yet but it she will be playable is what um, is what insomniac says which is exciting i'm curious how they change up the play- gameplay by going between the two, and if you're able to jump between the two instantaneously because of how you can kind of dimension jump. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see like what kind of cool stuff they can do, because they talk about how the SSD does a lot of really amazing things in a video that released called Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart Insomniac Insights PS5 on the PlayStation YouTube channel. So it was like a three-minute video just kind of breaking down a few things about Ratchet & Clank. Uh, one of which is just how they are focusing on exploring, as they put it, exploring exotic worlds. The SSD allows you them to create these really lush landscapes that they weren't able to do before. And that exploration is kind of key because they can achieve that now. But also just the jumping through rifts is all possible because that SSD. Here's the part that got me excited in those HD rumble ways. The <laughs> DualSense has those haptics. And they were talking about the dual sense and how this is going to play into this game. They said the haptics will make the kind of weapons feel more powerful because you'll get that feedback from the weapons in the joysticks as well as in the triggers. Um, They said in the triggers specifically, the tension in the triggers allow players to feel different responses from each weapon. So, like, when you're using an item, what was it called? I can't remember what it was called. The Enforcer. It was like a double barrel shotgun. If you kind of pull down on the trigger a little bit, you'll feel tension and you'll be able to shoot just one of the barrels. But if you keep pushing through that tension, you'll actually shoot the second barrel and you'll feel that difference. It's one of those things that I think when you're playing it will just feel very natural, even though it's not necessarily the easiest thing to like explain and say how it goes in the gameplay i'm super excited about that though that does sound great to me and then also 3d audio which again like i think we're gonna have to experience that because we're right. making this promise of makes environmental sounds feel rich and lifelike or uh, they said like you'll, you'll feel like you're in that rainforest as opposed to just like hearing audio from a rainforest um i'll believe it when i hear it but i i, I trust it honestly i don't see why not plus i also have good headphones so
1: yep Plus, I'm gonna, I'm that. a shill, and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that new Sony 3D audio headset. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna experience the shit out of that.
0: Before we go on to Miles Morales and and Horizon Forbidden West, what did you did you watch the video here for? I did not Ratchet I did and Clank? Not watch the video. Okay. Are you excited about those advancements? At least
1: I am v excite I I don't have any like preconceived notions of Ratchet and Clank whether it's good or bad. That's right. I'm you haven't played one so, before. So I, I feel like I can't get as hyped for that as everything else.
0: Yeah, I hear but. you. I hear you. Yeah. Me, I, need I, I, keep forgetting, I keep forgetting that uh, you didn't play Ratchet & Clank. Remind I always forget that. you 90 minutes
1: to put up a Patreon poll.
0: We did both play Spider-Man, however, though. So we also got an update from Insomniac on Spider-Man Miles Morales. This is an article from Julia Lee at Polygon. Um, what to expect from Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS5. So the events are going to take place one year after the first game, and Miles Morales has kind of been trained and is working with Peter Parker now. Because he's still new at being a superhero, he won't necessarily be as confident as Peter Parker was, which I think is kind of cool and exciting. And they kind of talk about how you'll see that in kind of small minutiae in the gameplay, where if you're swinging on your web, you're going to be flailing a little bit more, because he's new to this, and that is I think that's kind of a cool touch, I'm excited to see. And the other benefit to Miles though is that he has bioelectrical abilities as well as invisibility. I've never heard the term bioelectric before.
1: Yeah, bioelectricity. That's like um like jellyfish and things like that. Electric eels. Oh, okay. Okay. Bio-electricity. Okay.
0: That makes sense. Um so I'm I'm excited for this. I'm more excited for this than Spider Man. Because I don't really care about Peter Parker that much. I get you're what a he's <laughs> Miles Morales <laughs> sounds like there's a much more interesting character to see there because I haven't seen his journey yet. I know what Peter Parker's journey is. I know with great strength comes great responsibility. I get it. I saw Toby Maguire. I saw the Andrew Garfield. They didn't show it with you know Tom Holland, but basically like the same kind of like vibes. Like I, I know who Peter Parker is. I think that's kind of why I was really bored with Spider Man. It's just I, I'm just I'm kind of over Peter Parker at this point. But I want to see Miles' story. And I think this is cool that we're we're getting that and they're treating it as a part of the gameplay, which I this is going to be hyped. What do you feel how do you feel about how little they've talked about this game though? Compared uh, to the other games.
1: Yeah, obviously this game they haven't mentioned it yet because they've this is the first time they're showing off like PS5 first party games and that just happened last week. Um, so I feel like they're talking enough about this game and we've we've gotten like small press releases saying it's It's building off of the world that they created for Spider-Man PS4. So, like, it's going to be basically the same engine, the same world. They're just going to have it be more efficient travel, no loading, all those kind of things, and, like, smaller updates with Mm -hmm. DualSense. And, like they said, every, like, thwip of your web is going to, you'll be able to feel how that feels. Every punch, all that kind of stuff. So, I feel like there's not really much to talk about other than clarifying, yes, it's about Miles Morales. Yes, it's a standalone game. And you're going to have some some PS5 enhancements. I feel like that's all there is to say.
0: I totally hear you. If they hadn't done these little three minute breakdown videos for Horizon Forbidden West and Ratchet and Clank, they're like official like videos of here's how Ratchet and Clank uses DualSense, here's how it uses the SSD. I'm like, why don't you do that for the game that's coming out sooner than those other games? It it feels strange to me, especially when people do seem confused about kind of what to expect from that. But I don't know. We'll see more beforehand. I am just. I guess I'm surprised that they spent more time on Ratchet and & Clank and Horizon Forbidden West. Speaking of Horizon Forbidden West, we got a video from them as well. Mm. So that video shows um, the same footage that we had seen from the trailer already. but kind of explaining kind of what some of their, their goals were. Um, so the PlayStation 5 SSD, they said, allows for kind of the virtually no loading screens, which I'm assuming means when we're in the world, there's no loading screens but when you're loading the game for the first time, maybe there will be. I think it's what they mean by virtually. Um, that doesn't bother me at all. I think they said and something about
1: fast travel as well. Like you, you, There will be no loading with fast travel. Mm-hmm. And that might wonder, be because, like in the first game, whenever you yeah. fast travel, there's obviously a loading screen between them. I think that's what they mean by virtually, no loading screen. So.
0: Yeah. We'll see. And then um, they kind of just detailed a little bit more how The world is going to be different than we had before, but I hadn't played the last game, so I wasn't sure the exact clear-cut differences there. Um, But they weren't talking a lot about what these differences are just because they said the mystery is a big part of the story, so they don't want to reveal too much yet. They want it to kind of be revealed naturally. Um, But one thing I thought was cool is that there's this tribe in the game that can take over and, like, hack the machines and control them which is kind of an interesting obstacle to then have in combat with games where you have some of these big kind of robotic monstrosities that are just wild and some that are controlled and can maybe have different uh, AI because they're coordinating differently with other humans or other robots. That that could lead to some really cool possibilities. Um, in the end, they are aiming right now for a 2021 release date.
1: Hell yeah. Hell so yeah. A year of That's launch, badass. Basically... <laughs> That right. might be my most anticipated PS5 game of everything.
0: I still need to play Horizon Zero Dawn before it comes out. I will. I will play that before it comes out. I'm going to do that. Two weeks before. But I got
1: time now. Only after it gets released. You're not going to play it for two weeks, and then you're going to play the first one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, if they have some crazy crunch practices, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, so moving on to the Nintendo Quest log, we surprisingly had a big week for Pokemon, which I wasn't expecting. There were lots of new announcements and a promise for a pretty big future announcement. Um, so let's just jump right into it. So there's a new Pokemon Snap announced for Nintendo Switch from Sato at Silicon Era. Yes! Huzzah! <laughs> the the game will be developed by Bandai Namco uh, and will have has no release window at the moment. It has been more than 20 years since HAL Laboratory released the Pokemon Snap originally on Nintendo 64. I have never played Pokemon Snap. It sounds like Chad's excited about it. I don't know. Tell us about it, Chad. Why yeah, you that was one of those games that I rented from Blockbuster, went and snapped all
1: them PokePix. Uh, and I never owned it, unfortunately. I just got it from Blockbuster for like a week and then had to return it. But... I'm excited as F about this, and the Switch is the perfect one for this, and I hope that they have like the motion control so you can actually look around, like like what early VR was on your phone.
0: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: That's what I kind of hope. It looks really great. The environments are beautiful. The Pokemon are doing all sorts of cool things. You can snap pictures of them doing things you've never seen Pokemon do before, according to the press release, <laughs> which <laughs> I hope is sex. I hope there's PokeSex. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited for it.
0: They're gonna eat apples. You can watch them gonna eat, gonna apples. eat
1: apples. Apples, berries, raspberries, pinapp berries, banana berries, naba berries, all sorts of
0: berries. We have another subscriber interrogative. This time from Dusty. Every Black Life Matters Hill at Dusty Hill says, "With the new Pokemon Snap confirmed, what's the next series that will make a comeback after a decade of silence?" I've got two hot takes. Hot take number one.
1: Perfect Dark, it's time for Perfect Dark to come back. It had its heyday back on the N64, it was better than Goldeneye. It had a uh, weird sequel, prequel, Perfect Dark Zero, when the Xbox 360 launched that was not really that good, but it's time, it's time for it to come back. Second hot take, I think after a decade, more than a decade of silence, it's time for Mario Party to finally get good again. (laughs) <laughs> like it's time for them to resurrect Mario Party and stop propping up its dead body and make us a good Mario Party game.
0: I have a very similar answer um, to to that one, which is it's been gosh at least twenty years since we got a Star Fox game. Star Fox sixty four was the last Star Fox game <laughs> that we yes. got. It's been more than a decade. We need a Star Fox game. Yep, because uh, nothing has happened in the past two decades. So I think Star Fox game. Did you play also, Star Fox
1: Zero? I can't remember.
0: No, I didn't. No. I played Assault and Adventure, but those were knockoff games that weren't actually part of Star Fox, <laughs> according to the community. I actually don't have that harsh of an opinion on, on that. I just thought it'd be funny. Um, and I think the other one, Advance Wars. I don't know if it's been a decade. It might have not been a decade at this point. It might be less than that, but I, I'm still calling Advance Wars. I, I've always liked Advanced Wars more than Fire Emblem, and I would like to see that return, especially since Fire Emblem has made such a big comeback. I think that kind of made a... Uh, has opened up a door for Advanced Wars to do the same. So I'd like to see to see that. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other Pokemon announcements. Here's one that was actually really confusing for me. Because <laughs> this is Pokemon Smile. It's a new free app designed to provide fun toothbrushing experience. And that's exactly what it is. It's designed for kids, teach them how to brush their teeth. I kept seeing people talking about Pokemon Smile on Twitter, and, and I'm like, I know you're taking a picture and you're snapping a camera, but it's called Pokemon Snap. <laughs> you're not smiling for the photo. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, oh, there is something called Pokemon Smile, and it's really dumb <laughs> for me. If it helps children, that's a good thing. Yes, but that's I'm, a, I'm not. It's a grown
1: adult man who's in his mid twenties. This is probably not an app aimed at you
0: probably not no this isn't aimed at you though chad pokemon go is getting mega evolutions we don't yeah, have much detail but it's happening yeah we, we don't know what Excited? that means
1: i mean in traditional pokemon go that means or in the traditional pokemon games that means you have to get an an evolution stone like a the mega stone for whatever person it is and then it's just something that you activate once during battles i don't know <laughs> If it's going to be like a battle exclusive thing in Pokemon Go or whether it's going to mm-hmm. be just an entire new evolution that you can get if you happen to come across the stone for each Pokemon. Is it going to be only certain ones? Is it going to be all of them? We don't, we don't know that yet. But they did say that it's going to be tailored to that Pokemon Go experience. So it's going to probably function a little bit differently than the regular games do.
0: Uh, prediction? It's totally going to be based off of like if you have 45 Squirtles that you can make mega evolve one. It'll That's... work like this. That's how they do evolution in the current game, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but then they also they they have like Unova stones, and they have um, uh, whatever they have they have evolution stones already <laughs> in the game as well, Sunstones and things like that. So mm-hmm. it might function similar to those. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know Who if knows? it's going to be an entire second, like extra evolution, or whether it's just going to be like a power up during battle or something mm-hmm. like
0: that. Yeah, but you have to like sacrifice a Squirtle in order to Mega Evolve that Squirtle because that would be that'd be awful. That's animal cruelty.
1: <laughs> Cut off its head
0: which we have a legal precedent for that now. I think we determined it was animal cruelty ah, on right, gameport. That's, right, that's right. Yes. I think we that's how Game that court. turned out. Pokemon Cafe Mix was announced on Nintendo Switch. This is from Ayana Gosa at Dual Shockers. So you'll basically play as a cafe owner working alongside Pokemon and completing puzzles to kind of grow and expand your store. This is going to be a free-to-play game on iOS, Android, and Switch coming on June 24th. It is a free-to-start game, similar to Super Mario Run, yeah. not free-to-play, like, like oh, Dr. I, yeah. Mario. I wrote here free-to-start, but I did say free-to-play. Um, yeah, um, it looks cute. Pretty much all these announcements, though, and honestly, even including Pokemon Snap, I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge Pokemon person. I'm not a, a huge, like, to- toothbrushing person. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big Mega Evolution kind of person, um, but something else is coming on June 24th. There are more huh? announcements for the Pokemon franchise, and it it it's today? this time it could be an That's even Wednesday. bigger announcement. Yeah. Um. Oh shit! Can you pull up the Summer Games Best Quets blah blah uh. thing?
1: Uh, it is now time for Summer Games Betfest. Bet Fest. Bet. Say bet. it! Say it! I, I said it halfway through bet. That's right. The Summer Games Bet Fest where we take bets on summer's best game fest. Summer, summer game fest. Summer, summer of gaming. The rest are best for bets.
0: Bet. Bet. So the next Pokemon Presents is going to be on June 24th. At the end of the entire, like, uh, uh, Pokemon Present, um, Ishihara, the CEO of a Pokemon company, he said there was going to be a big project they're going to be showing off at this June 24th event. The initial speculation is that it's going to be a Let's Go versions for Gold and Silver, because behind him during the video were a bunch of second generation Pokemon.
1: There was also a so, black stuffed Pikachu, right?
0: Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah,
1: on the left side, there was a black... It was, there was a On the right side, there was a full-size regular Pikachu. On the left side, there was an all-black version of that same Pikachu.
0: I mean, that's the what big announcement. From going forward, all Pikachus will be black. That's that's the big announcement. Yep. So, here is the bet. It, let's just say it is going to happen. And it is a Let's Go... We're going to make an assumption for this bet. Okay. Because I, I totally buy it. I think the evidence is pretty clear that it's going to be a Let's Go... Like, something about second gen. Right? Mm-hmm. If it is that Let's Go game, and it's for the Pokemon Gold and Silver version, one of my favorite parts of Gold and Silver is that it had... The Johto and the Kanto regions. Therefore, you had sixteen gyms. and that was true in the GBA and the DS remakes. But let's go, Pikachu! Just came out like two years ago, and is the Kanto region. So the current question is: Do they have to? Is this, if it is the Gold and Silver Let's Go version, will it include Johto and Kanto?
1: Can I invite a third, a third of course, thing yeah. in here? There's a, a there, these aren't option. rigid
0: bets. You can do whatever you want. Yeah.
1: So there's a third option that I think might be interesting. They're exploring expansion DLC with Sword and Shield, and the first one just came Mm -hmm. out. I don't know how popular that is, but because let's go Pikachu. I think I know where you're going with this. Already have half of the game in it. What if Mm -hmm. Johto is just an expansion for that game, a twenty-dollar expansion or a thirty-dollar expansion? That introduces Gen Two Pokemon and an entire other world for you to explore. Maybe post game. Hmm. That's going to be my summer games bet fest. That it is actually an expansion of these rather than a an standalone thing.
0: Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say, just I'm just going to say, it's only going to be Jodo. So if you wanted its own to do standalone thing
1: and it's going to be Jodo. Because
0: they can do that. Because they can do that. Yep. (laughs) And they have Let's Go on Kanto. So it's like, hey, if you really want to go back to Kanto, we we have Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee if you want to go back to Kanto and and do that. I just, I don't know, knowing how Game Freak kind of operates, probably I think that would make the most sense. I think ultimately this is still weird for me overall because the the second expansion for Sword and Shield is coming out in the fall. And to even just release a new Pokemon game alongside the expansion... Is interesting. Why do it this year? Unless they're going to announce on Watch June twenty fourth, like that next Pokken year, tournament
1: two or something like that. Like that, we really don't care about.
0: Yeah, but they had all those Gen two Pokemon behind them.
1: Were there a lot of Gen so, two Pokemon in Pokin Tournament? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's a it's an expansion for Pokin Tournament that has all second Gen Pokemon in it. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it Who replaces knows? them
1: all with Tortadile. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Moving on to the third-party quest log. Cyberpunk 2077, just, it just keeps getting pushed back. I was, last year, was adamant. No, no, no. That April release date is definitely, they're not <laughs> going to push back from that. And now they push back twice. So it's being delayed until November 19th. This is from Chris Moyes at Destructoid. Um, basically, the, the, the gist of it uh, was that they wanted to spend two extra months just Balancing the game mechanics and fixing bugs because they want it to be as good as it possibly can. They kind of cited that whole it's it's uh, they're kind of it's basically a mantra of theirs. It's it's done when it's ready. And they're just living up to that. And they said, we know that. This is going to upset some people, but this is a this is not just a value. Be safe for marketing purposes. Like this is something that we believe, and sometimes yeah. it means we got to stand up for it, even if it's going to upset some people. But we hope we, that you're alongside the, us with this. And it seems like pretty much everyone's like, yeah, yeah, take your time, like, yeah. Do your I think thing. the good
1: news that came from this is that they mentioned that it's that it's pretty much content complete, and that like the narrative's yeah. done, all of the game, like everything's <clears throat> finished. They just gotta they gotta make it run smoothly, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um because of the main game getting delayed, of course, the DLC and multiplayer components have also been delayed. There was a release date for those anyway, so we yeah. don't really even know how long really that could be, but they that's, you know, important to note as well. Um, but it's not all bad. So C D Project Red announces Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is backwards compatible. Users will, will blah users will receive free next gen upgrades. So on Twitter, C D Project Red said the following We are happy to confirm that uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven will be backwards compatible with both next gen consoles. Your PS4 copy of the game will work on PS5 on launch day. Anyone who buys the game on Xbox One will be able to play their copy on Xbox Series X when the console launches too. A later upgrade on Cyberpunk 2077, taking full advantage of the next-gen hardware, will be available for free. Nice. So saying,
1: PlayStation, you're taking too long to announce it. We're just going to say it. It's going to be a free upgrade. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about buying two copies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I'm really 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 glad to hear this. Um, with the initially when I heard about the delay, that's the exact concern I brought up. Is well, what if I buy the PS4 version of it? But there's no like way it's gonna carry. And then Dallas sent me that article in response. So thank you, Dallas. You saved my life. I was gonna panic and die as a result because <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm so excited for this game. I actually I'll say this. So obviously I'm doing my whole like kind of uh, delaying on playing Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. I. I think a reason I'm able to do that is because I'm actually more excited for Cyberpunk. So like right now I'm more actively thinking about Cyberpunk and how excited I am for that than I am Last of Us Part 2.
1: You know what's weird is I was thinking I'm so excited for I this. was thinking about you playing Last of Us Part 2 and yeah. I was like I don't know if Holden if Holden's going to finish this game.
0: Why I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. You well, guys don't tell me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not
1: going to tell you why but it was like I, I wonder there's a chance that I think that Holder might not even finish Last of Us Part 2 whereas if you ask me about Cyberpunk I feel like that's all you're going to fucking talk about for years <laughs>
0: <laughs> no I mean what I've, I've seen the spoilers I'm not going to talk about the spoilers are at all I'll just say that from what I've seen from the spoilers I really liked the direction that the story was going in and I loved what it made me think about this this world and how this world can progress going forward I'm really really excited to, to play that game so I don't I don't know we'll see I don't know yet Chad take us to that ad read Take it to the bridge Everyone
1: I'd like to talk to you About Affable Idiots That is the brand Under which we As Respawn Aim a fire Fall Along with our other podcast AAWY And so much more We need two things from you Hi Do you like YouTube? I know you do You sly son of a bitch You're on YouTube right now Aren't you? Just watching my face What is it doing? Making some good faces While you're here, why don't you a little open up our description, expand it a bit, click on the links, and subscribe to all three of our channels so that we can get vanity names like youtube.com slash respawn aim fire, because right now that's not a thing, so we need your help there. Second, you can go to every podcast service you ever have listened to us on or plan to listen to us on or that you hate, and you can rate us five stars. That helps us a lot. It makes us smile when we see your little reviews. And then finally, you can go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire, where you can go and vote for what we are playing next month which is going to be a poll that will be on there by the time you're listening to this, unless you're listening live, in which case, hold your fucking horses. You can also uh, play, what did I just say? Vote for barf, that's what I said. You can also download Mm -hmm. some dope wallpapers. You can also play with us each week during game night, like this Thursday, like every other Thursday, and like on uh, Nintendo nights on Friday. Side note, What is our barf game this month? I have not started. Alan Wake. That's what it is. Alan Wake. Play Alan Wake.
0: That's it. That's all I've got to say. Let's
1: move on to our main quest.
0: Yeah. So the main quest this week is a pretty simple one. It's really just what questions do we have for next gen at this point? Oh, Holden. What questions we got?
1: I have a list of questions. Do you want to like bounce back and forth? you just want to chat it up? you want to chat it You don't have a list, do you?
0: You've no, just I don't got know, like a, a have a mental
1: idea of like <laughs> I don't know this yet. <laughs> uh, there are some very obvious ones that we've already even brought up on the show. Like, what is the price gonna be? What is like what are the different SKUs gonna have, like the hard drive size, and are there gonna be two Xboxes? Is there a Lockhart and a Series X? Like So those are some obvious questions. But then there are some not so obvious questions. The first one uh, I have several questions related to the operating systems. Like, what is? It? I need them to show off the OS. Especially because this week, Sony said that the PS5's operating system and its UI will be a complete overhaul. And they said, quote, no pixel goes untouched. So it's going to be completely different than what we saw on PS4. I'm excited to They've see They've alluded that. to
0: that, but they haven't been that extreme about it. They've yeah. said that they're going to change the home screen, but that's a big deal. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, I had the same question.
1: Yeah, and like Microsoft why, why we do we know, need to
0: change it? That's another right. one. It, why do you need yeah. to? One, because I, I click love on the, the party PS4. chat
1: and it takes me 17 years for me to load and just see if there's a party of anyone to join.
0: Yeah. But I think so that's, that's like a more about could, performance. The SSD but, could fix that. Yeah, SSD right. and the, the CPU could fix that. Why
1: do they need to change it? Who knows. Yeah. So what does the UI look like? We know on Xbox, they've mentioned that it will be the same across the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X generations that it's going to be identical uh, across those two, which is good and bad. It's good because that means it's a similar experience. You can move from one to the next without having to worry about relearning a whole operating system. But it might be bad because that, that means that there probably won't be any like, Series X-specific features that it takes advantage of. I have another question, though, along those lines, and this has to do with the operating system and the controller. What is that microphone on the PS5 controller actually used for? Like we know that mm-hmm. they've told us, oh yeah, it's for short chats if you want to have them without a headset. No one's going to do that. No one's going to sit there and talk <laughs> into their controller for short chats on Party Chat. What is it actually used for? What's the feature they haven't shown us yet? There's oh, been I don't know. I think people around, would just call
0: each other on PlayStation all the time for a quick one minute chat. Hey, buds, you're, so you're right. playing a game. Good day. Bye. <laughs> Very likely. Very likely.
1: Uh, we saw, we, we've seen a patent, I think, last year sometime for like a PlayStation voice assistant. Mm-hmm. Um I would as I was sending a photo to Matt and trying to type about something in the photo I was like god it would be so good if we just had dictation here to be able to speak into my microphone and it writes yes. out rather than having to type Absolutely. on that keyboard So like what what is the real use of that microphone that they just haven't revealed yet
0: What do you know what it is What they want to save money on the little robot buddy they're going to put next to you, so they're not going to put any microphones on that <laughs> device. So you right. talk to your controller, and then he talks out of the yeah. Then he talks to you. That's Perfect. what it's for. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. What are the questions um, you got? Think, I've
1: got some more, but I, I want to let you talk.
0: I, I honestly, you covered a lot of the questions that I had. I think to go beyond that, and even kind of beyond launch, I, we probably won't be discussing this this year but like a question i have is how much different is playstation vr really going to be on ps5 because some of the things that they're talking about are so obviously applicable to vr but they can't talk about it yet like 3d audio that's going to make vr amazing having like the whole example they showed off in uh or they discussed in uh, the ratchet and clank video with um having the rainforest be like real uh, realistic in its sounds how is that going to impact like vr what are VR games going to look like with a with new headset? Is that going to be a, a huge graphical leap because the SSD can really load in assets a lot faster and keep that frame rate smoother because assets are kind of able to come in quicker? Like, what is that experience going to look like? That's a huge question for me because I think based on things they're talking about, Sony really has the ability to take the upper hand in VR because of that guaranteed SSD that PC can't rely on. And that's a huge jump for them. They already have the upper hand in VR with the number of, uh, of units sold, so they have the best support base. Like, this could be really a revolutionary time for VR because of the PS5. So I'm really excited to see that. How does that tie into the camera? They still have a, a camera they're going to sell with the PS5, but right. is that for VR? Is that... Like, what, Twitch, what's going to happen? Whatever then? that create button is. it button just is? for Twitch? Yeah, and that's what they do. What's the create button? How's that going to change the way I interact with, with my PS5? Um, There's a with developer the Microsoft, out
1: there that... Um, I forget who it is, but it was like a prominent PSVR developer who mentioned that they are working on a VR game, a PSVR game that cannot run on a PS4. It is going to be exclusive to the PS5, but they wouldn't say anything about like, does it use current hardware? Does it use next-gen hardware, like new PS5 PSVR hardware. but So, like, there mm-hmm. there are yeah. already developers making it, obviously, because the game, the system's coming out. But, like, even though they haven't announced a next gen VR, there will be PS5 VR titles that you cannot play on PS4. Whether it's with mm-hmm. the same headset, with the improvements that you just mentioned, where, like, it can load shit faster because of the SSD, or whether it's with a new piece of hardware.
0: Yeah, like if the tracking is handled differently, for example, because they're doing more of an inline tracking as opposed to the exterior um, camera tracking. Like Oculus has figured that out. They might have a different solution. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's something very, very curious. Is Microsoft going to take advantage of VR this generation? They've said they haven't, they've, they've only really said no to VR and on Xbox one. And they had this really odd excuse, which was, well, Xbox is more for flat screen TV experiences and PC is the VR area. But with the power that you have on, on an Xbox series X, there's, there's kind of no excuse. Like is, are they going to keep like a very open format to it where you could just plug in an Oculus and like that just works? Like, cause if PC is big on VR, bridging PC VR and Xbox VR will help with that ecosystem that Microsoft is trying to make. Like They're not for fragmenting their, yeah. uh, their, their, their kind of ecosystem. So it makes sense for them to, to put VR on the Xbox as well. They haven't talked about what does that look like.
1: There was that Phil Spencer, that controversial Phil Spencer quote. I want to say it was around Game Awards time where he said, I can't remember whether it was an interview or in a tweet, but he said that they don't have any VR on Xbox because no one's asking for it. And so I feel like that was pretty recent. And if that was. It was, a, yeah. Yeah. If, if that was their stance within six to eight months ago, I don't know if it's something that we'll see anytime in the near term for Xbox. I think Psst. what you mentioned is that it's much more likely yeah. that they just make it open and allow you to use existing VR mm-hmm. hardware on your Series X.
0: I think that's the more likely outcome. But what Phil Spencer said about. Um, about VR is the same thing that Sony said about backwards compatibility not that long ago, yeah. as well. And it, it, this is kind of a tactic that I I think is is you see in marketing. Steve Jobs did this a lot, which is I need you to focus on the next year and not what I'm planning for the year after that. So, like I remember when the iPod Photo came out. Um he made this huge joke about how nobody, nobody wants to watch a movie on their iPod. That's crazy stupid. Buy the iPod photo right now. Next year iPod video came out and like the TV shows and movies and like so that didn't last very long. And he and C <laughs> so must have known they were working on a video iPod at that point. There's no way he didn't know that. So I feel like him saying that it could just mean that they're they're not doing anything, or it could be like, hey, don't focus on that right now, focus on Series X. Right. Um I don't, I don't know. That's just speculation. Right? It's kind of. The th- I can say that about Steve Jobs in hindsight because I have the timeline of events. I can't say that in this case, but I can speculate. Um,
1: you brought up backwards compatibility mentioned- with PS4. And that's kind of... Yeah. We've... Or sorry, with PS5. And that's... I want to know more about that. They've shown off that there are going to be like three modes of the CPU and speculation is that mm-hmm. it's like a PS3 version of the CPU or PS3 mode of the CPU, a PS4 one and a PS5 mm-hmm. one. So I would love to know, like, are my digital PS3 games, are my PS1 classics, are all of those, are my PSP minis, are my PlayStation minis, are those going to be playable? But I also kind of want to know about like, all of my dynamic themes that I've got on PS4, are those going to be able, able mm-hmm. to be on PS5? If
0: the UI is changing completely, right? yeah, that's a good question.
1: Because I know, like, that's that's even the feature itself of a dynamic theme was something that launched on PS3, and when they launched PS4, it wasn't even a thing that was supported. Like, you couldn't have mm-hmm. dynamic themes, and then eventually they reintroduced it. Like, is that something that's going to be... If I've paid money for something, I don't think I've only paid maybe, like, 4 or $5 total on dynamic themes, but is mm-hmm. that something that can carry over for me? My avatars i'm yeah. sure psn I, avatars will but i want to know
0: yeah the trophies of course will come over you'd be dev- you you would switch to xbox if they i would that. not you-
1: switch to xbox but i would i would be <laughs> devastated if trophies were no longer a thing on ps5 or if i had to start over from scratch
0: so the xbox ui was brought up earlier mm-hmm. um so this is one that's confusing this is definitely a question i have because you're right they have said the ui is going to be the same i think tom warren at the verge he said like oh i've heard that the ui is going to be the same but then we also saw that leak that showed a different store ui so the ui might be the same but it might be a different ui for both like f- that that they're releasing this generation available for both systems right but it is the same ui but it's a new one it it that's and Microsoft like has always been... Double speaker.
1: Like, even they like on 360, when they used to have the blades, and then they kind of switched over from that. Like They have not been someone who's shying away from completely changing the UI experience mid-generation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would not be surprised if even the Xbox One UI changed at the end of this year to kind of accommodate. Whereas the, mm-hmm. the uh, PS4 and PS5 and PS3... I'm uh, sorry. PS3 and PS4... They were basically the same. We've added new features like making folders on PS4, but aside from that, the UI has stayed mm-hmm. the same.
0: Yeah. I think the other major question I have right now is what does third-party next-gen support look like? I got the impression from EA they're not going to have much to show off Yeah, <laughs> uh, for, for a little while. Uh, that the, the, the little tech demo thing they show off is cool, but I don't know about much else. But, I mean, Bethesda had, you know, uh, Deathloop and... Uh, go tokyo are both gonna be next gen exclusives and they're, that's a big studio next, ps5 ubisoft.
1: exclusives for a while which is interesting
0: yeah and ubisoft is i mean they generally have games that launch for a console they're pretty much known like for that and there's a, been a lot of talk of cross-gen games and how much those cross-gen games will impact how we view the next gen feeling like a big improvement but i feel like with some of the stuff we saw at the PlayStation event, it does seem more likely that we're actually gonna get some next gen exclusive games from the third party developers. Like maybe not Call of Duty, but like Activision will release another game that's maybe smaller and is next gen. And like what does that kind of stuff look like? And I'm still really waiting to see what what that looks like. I think we have a pretty good idea at this point that Sony will have a next-gen exclusive games made for their system. Xbox has their kind of smart delivery route that they're going with. It's inclusive across their ecosystem. But we don't really know how individual third parties feel about it to kind of create a consensus on, yes, this is what third-party next-gen experiences look like. We don't right. have that yet. So I'm curious to see that. I think Microsoft's event will probably be the place that we that we see that. Yeah. My yeah. last
1: thing that I have... Uh... It's about services. Like, mm-hmm. how are the services going to evolve now that we have new hardware? Are they going to cost more? Like, there was, from PS3 to PS4, PlayStation Plus was now required for, um, for online play. Over the lifetime of PS4, it increased 10 bucks per year in order to have PS Plus. Like, is, is it going to cost more for these new systems? How are they going to expand? Are we going to see things merge, like PS Now and PS Plus, like Game Pass and, and Xbox Live? Um, are there going to be kinda, any kind of new services? Like I would love to see something new come out um, from one of these as well. And then finally, I would love apps. Like the the apps, we, we know that the Xbox Game Pass app, they've just announced this week is getting a little bit of an overhaul, like on iOS and, and Android. But I would love mm-hmm. to see a, a better integration between the PlayStation app on my phone and my PS5. Like I, I want it to be like a really rich UI I want to be able to like browse my library, tell it to remotely download something, which I can do now like in a really clunky way through the web browser by just going to the PlayStation Store. But I want I want to be able to view all of that information and maybe sort my games or browse through them on my PS app and all that kind of stuff within my phone.
0: Chad, you just put a wish in my head. I You're want welcome. something now. I want an AirPlay equivalent kind of thing to... Uh, for like, PlayStation 5. like For example, there is a send to PS5 in the share section of Android and iPhones where if you want a YouTube video and you're like, "Why well, you know what I want to see that on my TV. People who don't have an Apple TV don't have a Chromecast. They can just bloop, send it up. I kind of want that.
1: That'd be and nice. better apps before could
0: do something. That'd be nice. Mm. Yeah. I don't use the apps that much
1: because they kind of aren't great. Right now, I mean, yeah, I use it. I use the PlayStation app to basically redeem a code every once in a while or i'll check out the friends thing and see if somebody's online maybe i'll jump in and play Warzone or something like that but that's pretty much all i use i use the messages feature just because i have to send a screenshot to a person before i could save the message onto my phone oh yeah that's so, what <laughs> it needs to be fixed <laughs> so i yeah. use the messages app for that but yeah i would i would love to use them more i would love to have them have better interactivity with my console that's all, right. all the questions I've got. That's all the questions we need to know the answers to. This is all I got, too. That's all the questions I have. Dopey, dopey Cocoa Puff. Let's get to Game on Game Show. The Game on our Game Show, where we play a game called Game on. We Game, 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 game. Today's Game Show is just us leaving and getting off the air so everyone can go play the last of us part two (laughs) i was really confused
0: because i'm like it doesn't say game by game show the notes here what's going on we don't have one because i was playing (laughs) last of us
1: all the time and i didn't come up with anything uh but you should really be playing the last of us anyway unless you're holding it was your place go play number one and then yeah uh so that's your game everyone instead of listening to us go play the last of us part one or two or both remember before we leave Go to YouTube, subscribe to all of our shit. Go to patreon.com slash Float us a buck, get some cool perks. Go vote in the poll for next month's barf game. And then in the meantime, play Alan Wake because that's our barf game for this month. Uh.
0: Is that a message for our audience or for ourselves? Both. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Until next time, here's our usual sign off. I, I was gonna make it the burp, but I already burped prematurely. That's it.
0: (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone.